Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. But I'm in 2 Kings chapter 4. I think this is the, the, the Mother's Day text for me. And I'll tell you the story, but at the same time, I'll just read. Uh, let, me, let me see where to catch my reading up at. I better go to 18. I told Jeff 26. 26 is in there, Jeff. I'll just be reading more than that. Uh, just to get the context of the story or get it in context so uh, uh, it'll make sense to you. 2 Kings 4 and 18, when you found it, shout amen. amen. And when the child was grown, that don't mean he's an adult, that means he was, he was not a baby anymore. It fell on the day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to, the, to a lad, carry him to his mother. Isn't that just like a man? When a child comes and says there's something wrong with him, take them to their mama. You know why? They know how to do things for children daddies don't know how to do. You know why? That's how God made it. Hallelujah. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. She called him to her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. Notice this, she don't tell him why. And he said, wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward, slack not thy riding for me except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel and it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee to meet her and say unto her, is it well? That's what I'm asking today. That's my message title. Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child, with the child? And she answered and said, it is well. Father, I love you. And I thank you for this day. <clears throat> I pray, God, that you'd touch us in spirit and power. I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me, God, inside the bounds of the book. I pray you'd touch my voice. I'm asking you to give me unction, Lord, to deliver the message. And I pray, God, you give the congregation ears to receive it, God, and a heart that'll accept it. I pray that what's done here today would please my God. I didn't come to make friends or influence people. I have come to preach the word, God, and I pray you help me do that. And I'm thanking you for what you gave me. And I'm asking you to save somebody that's lost, reclaim the backslidden, set the saint of God on fire fresh and anew for the glory of, the, of my king. And I ask it in his name, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I'm going to try to preach that thought. It is well. It is well. It is well. I, I've been thinking upon the miracles of Elisha. I may try to do a series if God would direct me down that road on Elisha's miracles and try to preach him on Sunday nights upcoming, but uh, it wouldn't be tonight. Tonight we're having a baptizing, by the way, praise God. David right there, raise your hand, David. David's gonna be baptized tonight, and I'm very glad of that. 
Praise God. What a day to be baptized on Mother's Day. I couldn't think of a better day to be baptized on than Mother's Day. Greatest gift you ever give that woman sitting right there. I'll guarantee you that. Have a baptism on Mother's Day Eve. And so we have here another miracle of Elisha and, and Elisha has come and, and, and this woman, uh, four quick things that we want to say about the Shunammite and I think this falls in line with a lot of mothers today or I hope it does. I'll say this, it does with spiritual mamas. First, she was, we see her perception in verse number nine. Now, I didn't read that for time's sake. Verse number nine, she saw and said, I perceive that that's a man of God. She had the spirit of the Lord on him. This book is spiritually discerned. I've been preaching that. She saw him as a man of God. And at that time, when they saw the man of God, that's as close as they could get to God was that man. That man had the word of God. They had the law, but they didn't have the book like we got today. They had the law. That's as close as they could get because what came from that prophet's mouth, listen, was the very word of God. So she has, she has this, we see her perception. Verse number 10, we see her practice. She not only perceives, but she's a good woman. She, she, she's gonna do something because of the man of God. She wants to do something for him because of who he is. So she says, let's build him a room. Let's build a room for the man of God. Let's put a table in there and a, and a cot and a chair and a candle. Let's, let's do something for him. So it's not only that she's got, we see her perceiving or her perception, but we see her this. We see her practicing what she knows and understands in her very own life. Number three, we see this in verse number 14. We see there's a problem. When he, when he sends this servant to her and said, hey, she's done something good for us. Now I'm going to, Use this. I'm going to illustrate this in my own words here. She's done something. Ask her what she needs. What does she want? We'll do something for her. Does she want us to speak to the king? In other words, we can help you out here. You know what she said? I'll just dwell among my own people. You know what she's saying? I'm happy where I'm at. I'm contented with what God's given me. I'll just stay here. But Gehazi says, we see this. We say, Gehazi says to Elisha, she don't have no baby. And at this time, at this time, most of the time the man was much older than the woman. He would have passed and a widow in this day was in trouble. She doesn't have a child. Oh, Elisha can help that when he, when he calls her in and says, hey, about the season, the time, you know what? You're going to be holding a child. She says, can't believe it. Oh, yeah. You know what that is? That's the promise of God. You know what that was? That was life coming out of something that was dead. Only he can do that. She couldn't have a baby, whether it be the husband or whether it be her. No child had been born as of yet. You know what she said? He said, you're going to be a mama. Guess what happened? Here comes the baby. Now the baby's grown. It's not, he's not a baby anymore. He's not an adult. It just means he had grown up. That phrase there means he had grown up. He was still a child, maybe a pretty good sized child, but he was still a child. And something, and the child, it seemed for no apparent reason. They're out in the field, and the baby, and, and the young man, the young boy, he just grabs his head and yells at his daddy. He says, Take him to his mama. And mama holds him. How many, how many ever sat on the lap of their mama? 
Some of the first Jesus stories I ever heard. I thank God for my daughter-in-law. I'm telling you. I prayed her right into old Dusty's life. He, he, he owes his dad big right there. I prayed him out of some things and I prayed him right into one. So you think God answered your prayers like that? I prayed it wouldn't rain yesterday at noon till we got the, got the family outing done in the backyard and guess what? It flooded them over in Jackson, but praise God, we didn't get none. So you think that's God do that? You tell me who controls the weather. Every now and then, he just does something little like that to say, hey, I'm still listening to you. Some of the first things Joe Beth done for Colin was getting books and telling Jesus stories. She'd lay down at night and tell him Jesus stories. Praise God. I remember my daddy wasn't much on the Jesus stories, but mama was. I remember mama telling me Jesus stories about a man that could walk on water, about a man that could touch blind people and then they could see. And I'm a little boy sitting on the lap and I'm thinking, wow, what kind of man is that? Glory to God. And this boy's sitting on his mother's lap and he dies. My, my. How hard that would be. She doesn't tell the husband. Now I got this from Wearsby. Wearsby thinks if the daddy had known, I'm pretty sure it was Wearsby. I read several yesterday, but... Anyway, whoever I read after said this, the thought was that if the daddy knew it, they'd bury somebody before dark. So if daddy finds out the boy's dead, probably he's preparing for a funeral. You want to see the understanding of this mama? She knew that that same guy that had promised her she was going to have a baby could do something about this dead boy. If I can just get there, what's that? He's got the word of God on his lips. If God says it through this man, it's gonna occur. I've gotta get to him. I'm not gonna tell him about a dead boy. I'm gonna put him in the prophet's room, close the door. How many knows that God does miracles behind closed doors? You can find it all through the book. Only the ones in the room only the ones in the room sees the miracle. The outside world don't know if they're a boy or a girl. She puts him in the prophet's room and closes the door. That says to me, she knows the husband's not going to be in there. And now the door's closed. And she gets a servant. She tells the husband, I'm going to see the prophet. He don't understand because it's not a feast or a Sabbath or a new moon. Why are you going? She said, it's just going to be well. I'm going to see the preacher. And she takes off to see him. And she's driving like a wild woman. I bet to rode the little donkey nearly to death. It's about an 18-mile jaunt from where she's at to where she ends up. Pretty good piece. Be like taking off from here to Spring City wide open on a donkey without a good road. She rides that thing she gets there, and she, she, he sees her afar off and sends his servant. Now, watch this. Watch this. Sends the servant to ask her. Why's that? I think he's a little quicker at this time than Elisha is. Some of you young guys are quicker than I am now. 
There was a time that I'd give you a run for your money, but that day is gone. <laughs> and he takes off to her, and he asks her three questions. Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? And is it well with the child? And she says, it is well. She didn't say that in herself. She's got a dead boy at home. Her boy is dead. Now watch this. It changes when she gets to the feet of the prophet though. Then she confesses. Now I want us to see something right here. I believe this is what God had me show you today. And some of you already ahead of me. And that's okay. That's good. How many times have you come into the church and Mike Rimmer says, how you doing? And you say, I'm doing good. And lied like a dog. I mean, you just had a fight with a wife in the car or one of the kids and you've yelled at them, reproved them real good. It's just chaos. You've had the husband and the wife just having a terrible time. I mean, three traffic lights have caught you. That's enough to make you want to forsake a lot of things. And it's just tough. You're just having a bad day. Somebody say, how you doing? I'm doing good. You've been the doctor, he tells you, it's not, if you've got some issues, I, I'm good. We're just like the Shunammite woman. But then when we get along with God, when we get along with God, we confess this day. Hey, things aren't that good. I need some help. You know why? Gehazi couldn't help her. He couldn't do a thing for her. She's getting by that bird. Hey, he can't do nothing for me because he's not the prophet. But the prophet, Roland, the prophet, he can do something for me. That's who I need to talk to. So if he asks me how I'm doing, I'll tell him it is well. But when I get to the prophet, I'm going to tell him what the problem is. And I'm going to see what he does. Now I'm going to ask you three questions this morning. I want to ask the mamas in the room. If you're, not, if you're not a mama, I'll get to your category momentarily. Three questions. I'm going to ask you today, mama, is it well? Is it well? Is it well with you? Is it well? You know what mama is? Mama's the heart of the house. Mama's the heart of the house. When you, mother is 300 and some odd times in the Bible, not hard to 360, 300, I think it was 40 something times, you're going to find mother, the word mother and the word of God. That doesn't count mothers, plural, but mother, about 300 something times, you're going to find that. Here's, listen, the word mother means this, bond in the Hebrew, it means bond of the family. That's what she is. She's the heart of the house. The heart is the place of emotion and love and feelings. It's the place, it's the place, it's the one that, if she's a mama, she's the one that instills that in us. And she gives us, she's the, she's the bond of the family. And I've seen it happen too many times 
when mama's gone, everything's different than it's ever been. It's never the same again. With that group, it's never the same. I mean, God love the daddies. I'm going to get up, ask us in a moment. But mama's the heart or the bond of the family. Mama, is it well? You know what Paul said to Timothy in, in 2 Timothy 1 and 5 when he's talking about where old Timothy learned what he knew? He said, I seen the unfeigned faith in our grandmother Lois and in thy mama Eunice. Now his daddy was a Greek. Never mentions his daddy in here. But you know where I saw it? You know where I saw it, Timothy? I saw it in your grandma. I'm going to tell you. We need, we need praying grannies. I wish the world was blessed with praying grannies like I had. Grandma Gertie couldn't get out of the chair and sat in there as an invalid days on end. And I wondered what in the world she done sitting there all them days. And you know what was right beside her chair? Her Bible. You know what? You know what? I'm satisfied, occupied a lot of her time, Randy. This guy right here. I don't know where he's at. And I can't do anything for him. But you can. Amen. Granny Ledbetter, one of the prayingest women I ever seen in my life. Listen, and I, she's a woman and had her faults and problems too. But I'm going to tell you, that didn't cancel out her ability to pray. I would that we had praying grannies. Listen, if you're a woman, a mother, and become a grandmother, the best thing you can do for them, listen, it's not how many birthday presents you've bought them, any, take them to Chuck E. Cheese, or it's not the trips you've took or the things you've done. My friend, it's what you've done with God in front of them and tell them about the Lord. Amen. Praying grannies. They're the heart of the family. And what they do is their light shines for us. I read a story yesterday. And this is, this is old books. There's one grandpa, all these old books. Roseanne gave them to me. Sword of the Lord publications. He had nearly the entire volume. I'm missing a few. I'd like to have them all. But this story was in there of a daddy that went out <clears throat> fishing with his little girl. I don't know why I thought of you, Ryan, when, when I was reading this. He goes out and he's fishing with his little daughter. And it's a pretty good-sized lake. And he's rowed a long way from shorts in a rowboat. And they're just having a good time. Every now and then they're catching a fish. He's reading her a story. She's just all enthralled. She's just having the time. She's throwing stuff in the water. He's just enjoying. I mean, they're having a day. And before he knew it, the day had got away from him and the cloud had come up. And he said he didn't really pay any attention until a drop of water hit the book. And said when the drop of water hit the book, he looked up and noticed, and, and, and you guys that's been on the water they can get on you in a hurry. And there was a black cloud coming their way. Said by the time he put up the gear, got the oars out, put up the picnic stuff, got them all fastened up and ready to go, he turned his back toward the wind. He began to row. <clears throat> Darkness had come. Now night had fallen. He's rowing and said in a minute, he realizes it's to no avail. He can't make it to the bank and he don't know which direction to go. And said, the little girl asked him, said, Daddy, are you lost? He said, no, honey. He said, just having trouble in the wind. We may have to spend the night out here. Said he knew there's no way he's going to survive out there in the night. Either the wind is going to capsize him or the rain is going to fill the boat up. 
And there's no way he's making it to the bank. And he told a little girl, he said, you look toward the shore and I'm going to row. And she said, Daddy, Daddy, I see a light. He said, Honey, you look toward the light and tell me which way to row. And Daddy's rowing with everything he got. She'd say, Go right, Daddy, go right. Daddy'd go right. She'd say, Oh, no, Daddy, go left. Now go, now go straight, Daddy. Row and go straight. He's going left, right, straight. Sooner in a minute, here in a minute, he feels the, whole, he feels the little boat come up on the land. He don't even pull it up on the shore. He grabs her, jumps out of that thing, runs up on the shore. That's sure enough, they're at the house. He said, honey, what did you see? She said, you know what? Said, mama told me. Said, if y'all are late coming in tonight, she said, I'm going to put a light in the window. Said, and you find the light and you'll find your way home. She went through the door and said, Mommy, we steered by your light all the way home. Glory to God. Hey, Mama, that's what you are. You're the light. Steer by the light. Mama, light them up. Show them which way to go. Amen. We need mamas. That's the light. Number two, is it well with your husband? Can I say, hey, Father, is it well with you? Is it well with you, Daddy? You say, I'm not a daddy, I'm not a mama. I'm coming to your category in just a moment. Is it well, Father? Listen, there's a lot of responsibility. The word father in the Hebrew means this, chief. He's not the bond. He's not the bond of the family. He's the chief. Chief has a lot of responsibilities. Do you know that nowhere in the Bible is the wife commanded to love the husband? But the husband's commanded to love the wife. In Ephesians 6 and 4, it said, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Train them up in fear and admonition of the Lord. That's our responsibilities. It said, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them in Colossians 3.19. Not to be bitter against them, but to love them. Ephesians 5, Paul said it like this. He said, husbands, love your wife even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's a tall command right there. Mama, is it well with you? Hey, Daddy. Father. Is it well with you? Are you training up the child in the way they should go? You're the chief. You're the head. Let's examine what a head does and I'll move on. A head, that's where we get our vision. Where there's no vision, the people perish. We have vision from the head. But we not only have vision from the head, we have ears on our head to listen. Do you know your wife's going to use three times more words in a day than you use men? Amen. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a statistical. That's, that is a proven fact. That's just how it is. So I don't like that. Well, too bad. That's how it is. You know what that says? We better be listening. Do you listen every time? Not as much as I should. 
If Pat gets my eyes, she's got my ears. If my eyes are on something else, I'm not hearing the word she says. Why? We're single-minded. My mind's on what I'm looking at. But if I'm looking at her, I'm listening to her. But we speak with this thing. This is what we do. There is great responsibility placed upon the man who is the chief. Here's what the Bible said, and you can get, don't get mad at me. I'm just carrying the mail today. But he said, the husband's is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. That's a lot of responsibilities, my good friends. This thing right here. Hey, Dad. Hey, Father. Is it well? Are you leading them? Are you leading them? We're leaders. We're natural born leaders. God put it in us. God put it in us. Say, I don't have that. Ask God to show it to you. It's in there. He's never brought, listen, he's not messed up. Are you leading? In my son's earliest years, I didn't lead him like I should have. And you can't make up for what you missed, but you can change what you've done or change what you're doing. Can't change what you've done, but you can change what you're doing. And you just go forward with it. Lead them. Is it well? Is it well? Mama, is it well? Daddy, is it well? Are you leading him? You're the head. Is it in that nurture? That word nurture means this. It means to educate them. The word admonition means this. Attention. To give attention to it. Of the Lord. To educate them in the Lord. How do you do that? I'm going to train them up. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring them to Sunday school. I'm going to bring them to Sunday school. And some might say, well, they don't need Sunday school. How many, how many minutes, minutes a week are you sitting down educating your child in the Word of God? How many minutes a Minutes. This is a... a 20-year-old statistic. I've got it in one of my old notes in an old sermon that I preach. But they said the average father from 20 years ago speaks to their children seven point something minutes a day. The average American father, and that's 20 years ago. There's no wonder they don't know if they're boys or girls. It's not mama's job. Mama's job is to love and give light. That's her job. That's what God enabled her to do. The father's job is to be the chief. That's a large responsibility. And I know what you're thinking. You said you wasn't going to skin us. This ain't skinning. This is, this is just instruction in righteousness. I'd rather my son take my grandson to church on Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday night 
then if Dusty could throw a hundred mile an hour curveball, which don't happen, but that's, that's but if he could, I'd rather him take him to church than to teach him to do that. I'd rather him to nurture him in the Lord, educate him in the Lord, admonition. I found that the younger you start them at it, and I know you, everybody knows somebody that's raised when they're 18 years old, they run away from the church and they said they'd never be back. But listen, was they really nurtured, educated in that? I'll share this with you quickly. My son said, Dad, we're headed to a revival one night. He's about 13 years old at this time. He said, Dad, what if I want to do like my, grow up and be 18 years old and decide I don't want to go the way you've gone? And I said, Lord, you ever give me grace? I need grace right now. I don't know how to answer this boy. And I was quiet for a few minutes till the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart. And here's what I said. I'll tell you what you do, son. You examine the lives and the families of those friends of yours that don't never go to church. See how things are going for them. See how well they get along. See what their family's like. See how much love there is in that house. And then you look at your own house and you compare the two and you tell me which one is better. He never said a word. I didn't know if he heard me, Richard. But bless God, when he got married, took his wife to church. When they had a boy, all he knows is going to church. Is it church time? We're going to church. There's a picture of me walking around holding him here preaching. Nadine took it or somebody. Hey, are we going to church? Bless God. You know all he knows he's supposed to do is on Sunday get up and go to church. Is it well with the children? If mama's the heart and daddy's the head, I think we can say this about the children. They're to be doing the hearing. So I'm not a mama and I'm not a daddy. You're a child. You're a child. This will cover, this will cover the entire expanse right here. The word children literally means builder of the family. I told somebody today, I said, when them kids at church start putting that money, and I thank you for the green stuff. There's more dollar bills than there is change anymore. And I, when they started putting, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take me a lap. I, I had to conf- I'll have to confess to the Lord I didn't take a lap. I should have. I didn't want to scare some of you visitors today, though. But I'm watching them babies come up here and stuff that money in here. Kimber's smiling. She's running down the aisle. She's stuffing it. She, she, she jumps. When she goes back, she jumps. She's happy. I'm watching Campbell, her all crippled up. What'd you doing this time, honey? I'm telling you. The, Mar- the Matthews girl hurt again. Watching her little brace on her arm. I'm watching all the, all the uh, I mean, just the boys. Bo's first one with his bag of coins. The builder, are you getting that? Did you know us old people are gonna die one of these days and we need the builder of the family? You know who that is? That's you guys. That's you. That's you young guys. The builder of the family. 
they're the hearing. What are they doing? Well, they're hearing the love of the mama, the light of the mama. They're hearing the voice of the daddy. The daddy's instructing them, nurturing them, educating them in the ways of God, giving them the example that they need to see before the world. They're that one. What is the children they're hearing? Proverbs 1 and 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Don't forsake it. How much better off all of us would have been if we'd have done that? If we'd have had a father to instruct us and the mother to give us the law, how well off we'd be. Crying babies don't bother me a bit. Let them cry. I like the sound of babies in the house of God. I've only had one child challenge me in, in my voice in preaching. I said, I can out, I can get louder than any baby ever could. I'm telling you, this one took me to task. That's the loudest child I've ever heard in my life. Every time it got louder, I got louder, and pretty soon I'm thinking, I'm gonna have to throw in the towel. That kid can yell. <laughs> Proverbs 10 and 1: a foolish son is the heaviness. You use, I wanted to quote that verse when you said that, is the heaviness of the mother. Is the heaviness of the mother a foolish son? It makes a mama, I was, a, I was heavy to my mama even until she died. Is it well? You know why she could say it was well? Because she knew the prophet could do something about it. The prophet was going to ask God, can I tell you today, you don't have to have a prophet today. You've heard the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what it is today? Hey, say I don't have the heart. He'll give it to you. I don't have the head. He'll give it to you. I can't hear He'll give it to you. Would you do it today? Is it well with you? If you can say yes to those things, it's well. I've told this story over the years. I haven't told it here in a long time. And I will tell it and we'll be done. There's a revolutionary war hero that's going way back. By the name of Ethan Allen. He was credited for... I think it was Fort McHenry. I should have brushed up on this. That he captured this, him and another guy come in and captured this in the Revolutionary War. Captured, am I right? Was it Fort McHenry? And they captured this thing. Just a, him or just a few guys come in and captured this entire fort. So he, he, was a, he was a war hero. Carried a lot of weight. He was asked to speak at a men's conference. This is recorded in one of the Sword of the Lord publications. He's asked to speak at a men's conference and he gets up and they're expecting this big, long talk on how he done it and what he captured and, and all this. And he said, gentlemen, he said, I must give a testimony. He said, said when, I, when I was young, he said, I was kind of wild and I run through the years and I just frolicked and had fun and everything was just, just a big game to me. He said, and then I met a girl. And I met a girl and, and, and she was a Christian and I was an infidel. 
He said, but we got married just the same. Said, in life was pretty good. Said, it was pretty good. Said, she was a good woman. He said, she was a better wife than I was a husband because she was a Christian and I was an infidel. He said, we lived life and she done her thing and I done mine and it seemed like everything was going along okay. And she became with child and had a little girl. And said, I watched that little girl grow up and said, for the first few years of her life, her mother took her to church every, they called it Sabbath Sunday back then. Every Sabbath Sunday, she was in church with her mama. Every time they had something at church, mama took her, dressed her up, praise God. Don't fuss at me for dressing up to come to church. If you don't want to, you ought to get your head right. I ain't saying you gotta wear a coat and tie, but the old guys had their best overalls for Sunday. Every Sunday, this little girl's in church. She's going with mama, going with mama. She done that till she was up about 12 years old. At 12 years old, she told her daddy, she said, Daddy, I've noticed you don't go to church. He said in his boastful voice, No, I don't go to church. She said, Daddy, I don't want to go to church either. Said he walked into his wife kind of proud of the fact and said, hey, my daughter don't want to go to church. And mama wept. He said, she wept because she is a Christian and I was an infidel. Said the little girl, for the first few days, Steve, he's, she's going with daddy. She's home on Sunday. They're out doing something in the barn, playing around on the farm. They're doing something fun. He said, wasn't long till she got up pretty good size. I started taking her to barn dances with me. And mama wept because mama was a Christian and I was an infidel. He said one night her and some other children was in a buggy and they're racing with another, uh, some other young people in a buggy and they're running up on this bridge. Well, the bridge's too narrow for both buggies. The buggy turned over and in the water, this little girl went, young girl now, young teenage girl, into the water she goes. Some of the other kids go in the water with her. It's freezing cold outside. By the time she gets back home and is at home for a day, she's contracted pneumonia and she's in a bad way and they send for the doctor. And the doctor comes in and he tells them, he said, hey, said she's got a severe case of pneumonia and I'm not sure she's going to survive. And the husband said, don't there's no way she's going to survive. He said, I'm afraid she won't. Said he went in there to see her, knelt down beside the bed and in a still voice, barely any air, she said, Daddy, for the first years of my life, I went mommy's way. But now, Daddy, the doctor tells me I may not survive. Tell me, Daddy, should I go mama's way or should I go your way? Said he grabbed his little girl. He's telling this to a bunch of men. Said he grabbed his little girl. He hugged her up as close as he could and started yelling, go mommy's way, go mommy's way. And said my little girl dropped off into eternity and said to this day, till I get to heaven, I'll never know if she went my way or if she went mommy's way. 
He said, I would to God that she heard my, somewhere in my voice, she remembered what she had heard. And she went mommy's way. Tell me, children, is it well with you? Is it well with you? Mama, is it well today? Father, is it well today? Children, children, is it well today? Is it well today? You know the most important thing in your entire life is to know that it's well between you and the Lord. Everything else is out the window. Because the day's coming, whether it's a car accident, cancer, whatever, that's gonna <laughs> knock on your door. And you're gonna answer it whether you want to or not. And that's gonna say, is it well? Tommy, I'm going to yell back. It is well. How do you know that? By the blood. That's how I know it. It is well by the blood. Hey, he's got my heart. He has my head. I'm trying to hear him. I want him to say today, it's well. Glory to God as we stand. Roll it, saints. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.